Hey, 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 what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Thriving Minds Podcast with your host, Walter Parada, where we strive to provide you with empowering talks so you can live to thrive. I hope you find yourself in the right frame of mind, focusing on the things within your control, using your energy for the things that uplift you. All right, so today's episode is about delaying gratification for bigger gains later on. So there's many things nowadays that bring us instant gratification where it eases things that we might be going through, or it just enhances the state that we're in. Maybe it's boredom that we're dealing with, or a little bit of discomfort. You know, the urge to suppress it or fix it can be very enticing because of the convenient and countless forms of entertainment to soothe what is being experienced. And this comes from our natural instinct to survive. The things that bring us pleasure, such as water and food, keeps us continuously satisfying our needs, going back to them. We don't think much about it because when we're thirsty, we go ahead and grab something to drink. And when we're hungry, we get something to eat if that's what's available to us. Now, maybe you're probably going to think about what am I going to drink or what am I going to eat? And once our basic needs from a physical standpoint are met consistently, then it becomes about what's next. Wanting more where it piques our interest and gradually seeking something else. And this trickles into other parts of our lives. And because we're social creatures, we'll do things that are socially engaging or that brings us satisfaction in some way. You know, social media provides a great way to engage socially without being rejected in a physical environment. It has that ability to connect to the things that are interesting to you and unique to you to find that place that you fit in where you belong to a community. We want to be with the herd because it provides a place of safety to know that we're not alone. And based on your interest, there's a lot of content that is fed to you. Or it could be just seeking the things that you really enjoy outside of social media. Maybe it's watching entertaining shows or just indulging in your favorite foods. But if you can start to master delaying gratification for later on, the potential gains can be so much greater. And this can transform every part of your life knowing that certain urges or wants can be held off on. This is extremely helpful in those situations where you're trying to achieve a a big objective or a, a big goal because the instant gratification factor can be a hindrance to them. It takes away your focus from what you want to get done. By being able to harness delaying gratification, you ensure you're more successful at what you attempt to do. If you look at many people like Nathan Hanrecker, who founded Nathan's Famous Hot Dogs, or James Kraft, who founded Kraft Foods, these were people that endured hardships early on so they can reach their goals. Nathan saved whatever money he could to buy a hot dog stand in Coney Island by sleeping where he worked bypassing spending on rent, and James Kraft spent three years failing over and over again, finding the right method to store cheese and and preserve it from spoiling. You know, the successes that these people achieved involved being probably dissatisfied for a long period of time, but the resolve and the belief in their vision allowed them to eventually reach their goals. Maybe your goal is to buy a house And this typically requires a commitment to being financially disciplined to afford a down payment for the house, 
that that you desire and and you need enough to make all the necessary payments. It's about being serious and getting the necessary work done to meet certain deadlines, such as saving $400 a month for the next few years to have that buying power and saying no to the seduction of instant pleasure. This would include things like eating out less frequently or not eating out at all, you know, cutting the fat from the expenses you have, such as eliminating unnecessary paid subscriptions, buying less expensive food items, such as steaks and replacing it with ground beef or chicken, buying less material things that you want. While many of us know the importance and the benefits of delaying gratification, it still is a big struggle to actually incorporate it daily because the things that we see right now, the things that we're doing right now, preoccupy our attention that gives it greater importance. So while we know that a piece of broccoli is more beneficial to our health in the long term, having that donut is still more enticing because it brings that, that pleasure right now. The broccoli is not going to reward until later on, or maybe it might not even be felt at all because it's preventative care. It helps to maintain your health. I'm not saying that you need to eliminate donuts from your diet, but it's the concept of consistently eating more donuts than broccoli is going to negatively impact you in the longer term. So that's the concept for instant gratification. It's about managing it to a level where you don't need to be dictated by it. Obviously, you still got to enjoy those instant pleasures because it's part of your survival. So in the case of saving up to buy a house, it's not to starve yourself or just eat bread only to save a little bit more money so you can get that house quicker. But it's about finding the right balance of knowing that, hey, I still have to eat right now and enjoying some of the more pleasurable things like a steak every once in a while. You want to avoid the extremes. Now, maybe it might work for you, but make sure to look for something that's sustainable. Even if you decide to cut out certain luxuries like the foods that you eat, you got to make sure that it helps sustain your health. So just eating canned foods, you still might get nutritional value, but with the cost of higher sodium intake. And this is going to affect your blood pressure. That's going to affect your overall health. So things like that. And to help incorporate delayed gratification, you got to develop patience to be able to be willing to experience the hardships, those difficult moments to get where you envision or what you really want. Really come to see this as a test to how much you're willing to endure to get what you want. One of the great things that Warren Buffett, the legendary billionaire investor, he says, money in the stock market goes from the inpatient to the patient, meaning that when shareholders of companies that are great yet their stock prices are not reflected in it because of whatever uncertainty, whatever bad news or, or perceived bad news, the impatient investor is going to dump those stocks because they're not seeing the performance in the short term. And those patient investors that are willing to sit on their hands and let things play out eventually reap the rewards of having the stock price appreciate in value over time. If you were to take a look at the stock price of NVIDIA, which is an innovative semiconductor company that is powering a lot of artificial intelligence capabilities, their stock prices have dropped over 50% a couple of times since it was publicly traded. Yet, it's had a performance of 
well over 21,000% during that same time. Now, when you look at the long term, the big picture of things, it does ease things where it doesn't feel as overwhelming. But being able to hold on during turbulent times is very unsettling. It can be very taxing on your outlook because your emotions are being pulled in so many different directions. As long as you can remember what it is that you're ultimately working towards, that's really going to help you pull through to stick with it. Your reason for why you do anything is going to make it that much stronger to pull through. But when you don't have a why, it's much more likely that you're going to give in in the short term, not being able to stick with it to see how things can materialize. Some simple things you can do to build up your patience is to grow a plant from seed. I mean, you know, go to the store, buy whatever you want, cucumbers, a pea plant or a ornamental plant, whatever it is, just grab a seed and just start. This gets you in the mental framework that getting to the destination is a growing process that's filled with many different stages. The better care you show for it, the better chance you have at correcting any deficiencies or, or problems that come along as it's trying to grow into its potential. And sometimes, even if you do the best you can, that plant may not thrive, but the better care you show for it, the higher probability you have that it's going to succeed. Another simple thing to do is actively read. Reading builds up patience because it's about absorbing the content to see what's going on and process that information. You know, especially these long, long books or long articles. Now, these are just a few examples to help you develop your patience where you can see things through a lot better. You know, try whatever works for you, other simple things, but this gives an idea of certain specifics that can help you delay gratification. Another helpful tactic to get into this mode is consistently saying no to many of the temptations all around you, or at least put a limit to certain things that you enjoy. For me, one thing that I have a tendency to do is when I eat chips, I'll get in the mode of just continuously eating them and, and eating more when I know I should limit my consumption of them. To help overcome this or to help manage this, I'll go a week or two or maybe a little bit more without eating any chips, you know, Doritos or Tostitos lime chips, and those are my favorite. And then to limit my consumption, I'll actually count out how many chips I'll allow myself to, to eat. This way it satisfies that urge but it's still a level of discipline that helps me maintain the objective that I have. This also helps me slow down and savor each chip because I know I just have a few. And you can do the same in, in other parts of what you do. This might be, and this might be limiting your TV time or your phone time for entertainment purposes. Maybe you start off just two hours a day at most. This allows you to get a little taste of what you want, and then you can slowly start to wean off from it. Sometimes just cutting things out completely can be very difficult as there's a bit of a withdrawal period where you're longing for those pleasurable things. From there, you can work your way up to consistently saying no to a lot of things that are not aligned with the objective or, or the goals that you're striving for. The more you say no to things pulling you in different directions, the better on track you keep yourself. Think of what a lot of great athletes or a lot of people with great triumphs they did to reach their heights. It's not just about what they did do, 
but it's about what they didn't do. Many of these high-performance athletes must say no to late nights. They got to say no to junk food. They got to say no to hitting the snooze button and sleeping a little bit longer. They got to say no to extended vacations because that's cutting into their training sessions for them to get better. They have to manage their time, their mind, and their bodies so they can be their best to perform their best. Take this approach and it's going to really help you just saying no as a invigorating choice, an empowering choice. A lot of times when we start off with a new thing that, that really gets us going, there's a lot of enthusiasm. And eventually that wears off because we find out that it's a marathon and not so much a sprint. It's about managing your energy to not use it all up in the beginning so you can sustain yourself in the long run. And in those times that you use all of your energy in the very beginning, sprinting to run long distances, pretty quickly you're going to run into that feeling of, oh, this just is too hard. It's not worth all the pain and effort that I'm going through. But that's only temporary. What comes from being on such a high of energy is that it severely drops. So from an emotional standpoint, you drop significantly that makes it almost gut-wrenching. But when you're able to treat it like a marathon, you better manage your energy so you can expel it gradually where it's not knocking the wind out of you and you can still regulate your emotions and think things through to make great decisions. So if you're hard at work aiming to get a certain certification or a certain degree or getting in shape, how much you say no to the things all around you is going to make you more efficient. The less you say no, the less energy you have at what you're aiming for. The longer you hold off on getting that degree or getting in shape, the more out of reach it seems. Remember, time is our biggest asset. And the better you spend it doing things that are meaningful to you, the better you set yourself up in the grand scheme. If not, things feel a lot more meaningless and the overall outlook of the big picture seems like constant missed opportunities. Saying no gives you more time to prepare for bigger gains later on. Eventually, what this leads to is building tolerance to not needing to be satisfied consistently, which results in disappointment being less bothersome because you expect it and know how to navigate it. So it's not all doom and gloom where you give into it, but understanding that it can get ugly in the trenches, but you can ride it out. Being mentally prepared for this beforehand allows you to absorb those powerful shocks. That way you remain composed where you have a better chance to think with a clear mind and not be so dependent on favorable outcomes. It's almost like you've been through so many droughts of gratification and you're still able to forge ahead. Knowing this just further strengthens your resilience that feeds your confidence. This really gets you better acclimated to delaying gratification it's your training ground to get you detached from pleasure. Think back to eating that donut. It becomes less appealing because the dissatisfaction of not eating is no big deal. You think about the long term that willing to pass up and feeling good right now will likely mean a greater sustained, subtle satisfaction later on. The instant pleasure of having that sugary dough spikes blood sugar levels really high 
only for those levels to plummet significantly quickly that makes a person feel lethargic and unmotivated to do anything. And that's what instant gratification is. It spikes your overall feeling really quickly for a short period of time, only to set up for a big drawdown quickly, and then you're more likely to stay down, holding yourself back. Having this in your mental framework then prepares you to say no to when it does arise because you know the reasoning behind wanting to delay gratification. If I can hold off now, the payoff is building into something greater in the long term. The more that you're able to understand the survival mechanisms that you have, it's going to help better manage not falling into traps that, that keeps you only in surviving. So this means being able to recognize when you're full and stop eating instead of overindulging, or know when to stop watching TV so you can get to work on the deadlines you need to meet. Just having that little bit of information about certain impulses already makes you more self-aware and it slows things down to not react and give in to them, but to think things through. This is especially helpful when it comes to impulse buying, whether it's a shirt, shoes, or a purse. It might grab your attention and you have that feeling of, I have to have this now, but then with thinking things through, you'll better realize that the moment that you buy it is the peak satisfaction period, and then it's going to wear off. And when you can think things through, this is going to help you save money and prevent clutter from building up. And these simple habits eventually trickle into your everyday life where you're setting yourself up for a lot greater things. And overall, what you gain by implementing all of these types of tactics is better self-control. Better self-control to stop yourself from doing negative things. Better self-control to improve yourself, which results in better situations that you position yourself for. The earlier that you can master self-control, the better off you'll be because you're less likely to incur a lot of unnecessary debt or avoid having a gambling or a drug problem. You'll better avoid toxic people and situations. You'll know when to shift and adapt to overcome the struggles that you face. There's only so much others can do for you to help you in whatever way that they can. But ultimately, being helped falls on you. Helping yourself to get out of the messy or the tricky situations that you're in. Getting out of your own way. It requires accountability to say, I'm going to eliminate the things that are holding me back. And I'm going to embrace all the things that bring out the best in me. This comes from using the power that you have, knowing that you can make a difference, that what you do right now will affect tomorrow for the better, that will affect the next few weeks for the better, or the next few months or, or years. Don't be fooled by the lack of results that you're seeing in the short term, but consistently find ways to continuously get better at whatever you pursue. And what you do in your free time is a big indicator of where you position yourself in life. So if you find yourself just doing the minimum, then you're likely to find yourself getting the minimum, or probably less. But if you find yourself doing more, where you're actively gaining new information, learning new things, improving yourself in whatever way you can, then that's going to be the result of where you find yourself later on in life. You'll be better off. It works like a snowball where it starts off as a fist-sized ball to where you pack on more snow and then you'll find a hill that's long enough so you can roll it down where it's going to start to build momentum 
and gain more snow until that snowball becomes bigger and bigger. See the things that you do consistently in the same way where you ask yourself, is the snowball that I'm creating going to propel me to where I want to be in life? If the answer is no, then you find the things that you can do consistently that's going to get you there. If you look at the marshmallow test back in the 1960s that was conducted at uh, Stanford University, a marshmallow was given to a young child, but if they could hold off eating it for 15 to 20 minutes, they would receive a second marshmallow. Many of those children who participated in the study were followed up on years later, and what they found out was that those that were able to delay gratification, waiting to eat the marshmallow to get the second one, rated significantly higher in cognitive ability and better handling stress and frustration. This shows a high level of discipline because while there are many things that are enticing that makes us want to gravitate towards it, there's a level of turmoil that's being experienced knowing that you want it, but you hold off from doing it or, or getting it. And the more that you can experience this and resist from giving in, the less and less difficult it becomes going forward. I can remember years ago, I wanted to cut out sugary drinks completely and move just to drinking water. And at first it was a struggle because it was bland and I was used to something, you know, with some, some taste. But then it just became like nothing. Yeah, drinking water was enjoyable. Eventually, once I started drinking coffee, I would put sugar in it or sometimes even a creamer to go along with it. But then eventually I said, I'd be much healthier if I just eliminate the sugar to maintain my health later on. So then I just started drinking my coffee straight black as is. And at first, I could really taste that bitterness and it took a acclimation period to get used to it. And maybe the first few days, it was really just distasteful. And then the next week, it was noticeably not as strong. And eventually got to the point where it really wasn't a bother. I can still taste the bitterness today, but now I've grown accustomed to it. You know, you just acquire that taste. So come to ask yourself if you're willing to wait for the things that you really want. And much of the time, this will involve sacrificing the instant gratification to know and say that you're willing to do the hard stuff, stick with things even through difficult and painful moments, knowing that it's going to be worth it. Make your choices that align with the big picture of what you envision for your life instead of what feels good right now. Avoid being consumed with the short term because eventually it's going to pass. That potential short-term pleasure takes your focus away from the consistent compounded work that it takes to make a difference in what you want. Your level of enduring when waiting for something that you want tells how committed you are that says a whole lot about you. Just because you're not seeing the results right now, does that mean you should give up? Or is that the time to really recognize that you need to just keep working to figure things out? You never know how close you are to the things that you're working towards. Sometimes you could be on the brink of a breakthrough only to retreat to safety, never knowing that. Those quick hits of pleasure come at the expense of your long-term happiness because it makes you more erratic. The constant spike in pleasure and feeling great 
makes you experience extreme amounts of highs and lows, where it feels like you're bulletproof when things are going well, and just awfully miserable when difficult moments are being experienced. Remember, things are never as good or as bad as they seem. They're right in the middle. And with the focus being on what makes you feel good right now, it really sways your outlook that makes you too far in either direction. And that affects your decision making for the worse. By being able to delay gratification, you can navigate those ugly, rough periods a lot better where it causes you not to give in to the situation that you're in. By adopting these helpful habits of being patient, saying no consistently to a lot of things that pull you in different directions, and being able to tolerate dissatisfaction, they all add up to better self-control. And better self-control increases your chances of creating the life of success that you want because ultimately, that falls on you. Nobody else is going to make sure that you're doing all the right things. And if we remember, happiness is something that needs to be properly managed so it can be sustained over the long run. There's a limited supply that you can use in a short period of time without depleting its resources to a damaging level. So know that the down moments, the difficult moments that are being felt are just part of the process. It's natural, it's healthy. And in the process, what you gain is a stronger version of yourself because your resilience has been further developed. Delay gratification so you can make the second half of your life better than the first half. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're interested in more topics like this, become a Thriving Minds member at www.thrivingminds.live. It's your personal development resource so you can build that right mindset so you can live to thrive. All right, until next time.